Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice, Dice in, in My Mind. Well, after one week going solo, um, I can say with great seriousness that it's good to have you back, um, Jason, to Thank you, be sir. a partner on the intro and outro. Um, it wasn't difficult to do, but... When I realized I was talking to myself, um, I had to re-record it again because there would be these grand pauses when I was waiting for a snarky response and didn't get it. So um, I'm surprised if we'll get maybe you know five or seven downloads this week. Or well, I wish I we had. I wish we. I wish we had a heat map. You know, we. I do this with some of the software that I work with at my company. Oh yeah, you can heat map where people listen to you know, a specific recording. Podbean indicates kind of aggregate data by country. But yeah, it would be interesting to have a heat map and actually see where people are. Yeah, yeah. to see how long right. it goes. But that's here nor there. That's like maybe we're really popular in Rhode Island. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> well, I'm just talking about heat map within, a, within the actual audio where you can actually see um, how long, how many people have have listened or watched a recording at a certain point so if you're recording oh. a video for school for example okay you can see a heat map and see that it it goes dark toward the end and that tells you oh, that no one's listening to the end of it okay so um we do that with screen recordings and yes. it would be interesting to see um podcast recordings to see how many of the five of you out there who listen to us actually get to the end of the podcast or if you're air quote telling us you listen to it but you really just hit the subscribe button out of pity and you know um, what we immensely appreciate that too <laughs> that's a good point yeah we, let's let's not let's not split hairs we yeah. don't we don't care if you don't listen till the end although you ought to <laughs> yeah yeah that's where we give away this the, the prizes and everything like that that's right. how jim johnson found out he's getting his his dyson smoking, mine, smoking jacket, jacket right yeah right yeah so well tonight now that you're back, it's actually, I'm glad you are, like I said before, and it's a great night to be back because oh, yeah. um, we get to um, talk again with friend of the podcast, uh, Shelly Mazinobel, and she um, is bringing Greg Tito along. Who's that? And um, I guess they run a podcast. I've heard of it. I've heard of yeah. it. Uh, for some game. Yeah. For, right. it's, it's called Dragon Talk. And it is obviously the um, podcast of Dungeons and Dragons. The official podcast of Dungeons the official and Dragons. Official podcast. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I, I was going to say official and then my, my brain skipped. Um, and they have um, come out with a book or the book will be released shortly mm -hmm. um, from the mm -hmm. time we've recording this. Yep. Um, Dragon, Welcome to Dragon Talk. Inspiring conversations about Dungeons and Dragons and the people who love to play it. Yeah. And we were lucky. Um, very mm -hmm. in for us to get um a draft pdf so we could actually mm -hmm. read it and review it well, not e not even not even draft we we yeah we we got advanced pdf copies as you will yeah um yep and it's a good looking well-written truly interesting book you know i was as i was reading um i could maybe talk i should maybe talk about this after but it's stuck in my head is that um, I guess I didn't know this or I didn't remember it, but um, in one of the essays from on, from that Greg did, mm -hmm. um, they talked about how 
um, they'd have these little get-togethers about gaming, and uh, Gary Gygax called them the Geneva Convention. Oh, interesting. And that's where Gen Con came from. Yes. I didn't. I don't know if I knew that at one point. And oh, my brain oh, fails oh, oh, me, I'm sorry. Or... I, I skipped ahead on that one. Okay, no, I was. I, I sorry, I didn't take the next connection there. That is interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I was. I. I wish I would have um, pulled it up and had that. It was a footnote, and you'll hear them talk about their footnotes um, during the interview. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um i'll be honest with you after i read through this i went back just to read the footnotes after we interviewed just because um they talk to uh, they talk about them and i'm like okay i gotta reread just those on its own um yep yep because and there, there is there's there's they're they're neat and they're humorous and um you know just for that alone it's rereadable material and the fact is is that it's in you'll hear about this more it's it's essays within the book um some folks like um dr megan connell we've had on the show yep that's um, right so some folks who if you haven't seen it you'll recognize some of the names just based off of the show a lot mm-hmm. of you who are uh D fans D players or read D material will recognize um some of the names Mm-hmm. We, won't, we won't we'll wait until the after the interview and talk about that yep but um great uh conversation with them we are both really appreciative you know considering uh the work they do during the day the time oh, they yeah. spend on um their podcast the time they spend with um i mean they've know, been making the rounds uh, to uh, for all kinds of podcasts, advertising and talking about this book, and it was just really, really thoughtful of them to spend a little time with us, and 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 do the same. Uh, and, yeah. and you'll you, you'll all hear that because they're both clearly so excited about the book. And um, well, case in point, one of the questions we asked, uh, and you'll hear shortly, is is how, essentially how they how they whittled down their. Oh man, I mean, they're not that far away from 400 episodes of the podcast um how did they whittle down so relatively few interviews for the yeah. book and and we'll get into that with them right this is very much a, a discussion of what was the genesis of the book why why are they doing this what do they want to happen because of it and importantly so i don't forget and we'll say this again later um the book has a publication date scheduled for december 5th of this year, just in time for your holiday shopping. So um, again, Brad and I have seen, we've seen the book digitally and it's just lovely. It is going to be such a neat winter read. Um, really strongly encourage everyone to pre-order it. Before we go, um, yeah. I found it. Cause this is, this is a, this was a great footnote. Uh, and, and just depending off of that, two, two, two things. One, um, as part of a treasure hunt, when you listen, um, find the part of the discussion that really caught Jason's attention and you'll know it based off of his discussion and questioning. And then we'll review that at the end. Very um, yes. And uh, two, I'm just going to read this little footnote. I'm going to give it away. So Greg wrote, this is one of the essays. I'm not going to give much away, but it, um, he talks about um, the original conventions they would have. And mm-hmm. he calls 
he calls it, they was called the Lake Geneva Wargaming Convention, named after its location here in our Wisconsin, home state, yeah. where I still live in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But gamers referred to it as the Geneva Convention, which was a reference to treaties governing the rules of obviously international warfare signed mm-hmm. after World mm-hmm. War II, mm-hmm. rules of war. It became, anyways, the nickname stuck and was eventually shortened to Gen Con. And I don't think I knew that before. I mean, obviously, Gen Con was named after Geneva, like Lake Geneva. But I had no idea until right now that it was a play on the Geneva Convention. Yeah. Yeah. So so just the the. It is not a book of it, it is a book of essays, but there is a humor to it. There's yeah. great depth to it. It is a I found it to be a really good read. And even with us having uh, PDF copies, um, uh, I ordered we, hard we copy. like to, yeah, because we like to have we like to read on paper. There's just something yeah, about you it. and I both are. We yeah, were just we talking do. about this for future episodes. Yep. Um, when we start doing some of the stuff we're going to be doing on here, mm-hmm. we want people to mm-hmm. hear us pen to paper. That's right. There's just something about that for both of us that is appealing versus yeah. being on a computer all the time. You got so. it. All right. With that, uh, we are very pleased to welcome back Shelly Mazanoble and to welcome for the first time, hopefully not the last, Greg Tito, as we jump into their book all about Dragon Talk. So I was just uh, talking before um, we hit record here a minute ago that it's probably been almost 11 months to the day yeah, really close. that we had uh, Shelly on with us and was one of our first interviews. It was episode, I look at it, it was episode 25. Aww. And um, she doesn't, she won't admit it, but um, she reminded, she, she said that I reminded her of a Stranger Things character. And I won't go into the details other than the fact that due to that maybe 10 second comment, there has been 11 months of ridicule by Jason. For true. All true. So, so 10 <laughs> seconds for 11 months. Um, and now having so, the two of you here, I mean, one can only, it boggles the imagination of what's about to happen. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, and, and you wonder why I won't admit it, that yeah. I remember yeah. ruining your life. for No, no, it just, it, it just ruins about an hour or two <laughs> when we record yeah, and then about great. another six hours when we're on the phone talking about everything else. So, <gasps> hey, Greg and Shelly, thank you for taking the time with us time. today. No problem. Um, thank excited. you. You know, obviously, um, if you are at, in any way online, um, which you are because <laughs> you're listening to us, <laughs> and um, play or know about D&D. Yeah, you know anything know about who D&D. You are. Yep. Yeah. Um, or like us think we know a lot about it, but when we play realize how much we don't. Nope. Nope. Um, but really the big reason, um, yeah. well, just because we like Shelly so much and she was willing uh-huh. to come back, but, um, and she drag Greg with her, but you have a book coming out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we wanted to talk obviously anything and everything, you know, people listen and Shelly knows but this is organic. We kind of go in mm-hmm. everywhere, but, um, we really wanted to talk about, yeah. um, you both have a book coming out here yeah. over the next few months. So um, I don't care who goes first, but um, I talk about what, 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 yeah, what, <laughs> what precipitated you writing this and then what is, what is coming? Yeah. 
Well, I'll give the quick overview of the book and then Shelly can talk about where it came from. Great. Because it really did, it really did come from you, Shelly. Um, but uh, this is called Welcome to Dragon Talk. Yeah. Inspiring conversations about Dungeons and Dragons and the people who love to play it. So that means it's about you, both of you and, <laughs> and everyone listening uh, yeah. at home. Um, yeah, no, this was a amazing investigation for us to go back to all the episodes that we have had over the seven years we've been working together at Wizards of the Coast on the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We eventually yeah. called it Dragon Talk. Mm -hmm. um, and all the breadth of the people that we have interviewed from you know, Hollywood entertainers to streamers to other podcasters to um, politicians and educators and mm -hmm. actors and all the various folks in between who just love Dungeons and Dragons. That was been the only through line. And it's such this wonderful mix of stories from trying to find out who people are to the things that they create and are inspired by Dungeons and Dragons and hopefully try to bring more people into this community because that has been Shelly and I's goal from the beginning is to lift up the voices that uh, make up this wonderful group of folks who love to roll dice and pretend to be elves and dwarves and fighters yeah. and sorcerers uh, and understand that there's it's more you can't even really encapsulate what the game is in a few pithy sentences like I tried to do in the opening of this book. It's very hard to do. And so I think this is our best attempt at trying to explain to people what Dungeons and Dragons is in, you know, 200 pages. Uh, so yeah, that's the book, but it all came from, from, from Shelley. Not entirely, but <laughs> it all came from a single email in March really? of 2020. Yes, actually yeah. it was an email from an editor at the university of Iowa press. Yeah. And, uh, sort of in, incredulously she wrote to me and said hey i've read your previous books that were about D, &D yeah. and i listened to dragon talk and i think there's there could be a book here would you be interested in writing about the making of a podcast and the D, &D community and you know just your experiences with that and i read the email and then i like just closed my outlook and like just didn't right back to her for a couple of weeks because I was like that's spammy that's not true nobody an editor wouldn't just reach out and be like wow. hey book I... um but then I went back to it because I didn't I didn't delete her I didn't put her in my spam but I just was like mm, probably not real but then I went back to the email and then I googled her I'm like she's a real person she is who she says she is went back through the university of iowa catalog and they did have a lot of mm -hmm. geeky focus books and she mm -hmm. didn't say they were trying to expand that list I'm like okay i'm gonna write her back and yeah. so we just went back and forth a little and i liked her idea but i didn't think that the making of a podcast could be an entire book and really if there's anything that to, to talk about with dragon talk obviously like greg has things to say too like this <laughs> this entire podcast wouldn't really exist without greg greg was the one that made it a, a real podcast like he was the as we talk yeah. about in the book too because we do go into dragon talks origin story but greg was the one that was like we should actually name this thing and hey maybe we should schedule episodes on a weekly basis instead of just like feel like doing a podcast today okay when do you think you can get that out, Bart? Oh, I don't know. Tuesday? Okay. You know, uh, we were pretty loosey-goosey with the whole thing. Yeah. And it, it was really Greg's vision for how 
we should be reaching out to people in the community before we were kind of like, let's talk to people around the building that make D&D. &D. Right. Or like if somebody was local to Seattle, we could get them to come to right. the office and record. But we didn't really expand much beyond that. So it was like, obviously, this is something I want to do with Greg. And so Greg and I worked up a proposal mm -hmm. that is essentially the book that hopefully you'll all be reading December yeah. 5th. But we really, like Greg said, wanted to focus on the community, on the people that actually make this game and this community so special. And we're very lucky that every week we get to talk to these amazing creators that are out there making maps, making board games, doing amazing right. cosplay, or people who are doing something completely different outside of the hobby. But they say, hey, I got here because Dungeons and Dragons was such an important part yeah. of my life because I'm now a director or I'm now a storyteller through animation mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, because because I play D&D &D and yeah. because it really I, I learned how to do world building. I learned character development. Now yeah. I'm an excellent showrunner on a very popular TV show because I'm also a really great dungeon master. And guess yeah. what? There's a lot of of um, crossover between those two roles. Yeah. So that was the book that we really wanted to write. That These are the stories that we really wanted to tell. It was really hard to pare down about at the time we were writing this five to six years of a podcast into about 30 essays but greg and i came up with our our, our list of the interviewees or the, the the people that we really wanted to to talk about that were, were very impactful to us on a personal level and compared our lists thankfully there was only like maybe one or two crossovers but mm -hmm. uh it was really cool actually to see that there was the, the people that greg had selected because i didn't realize sometimes why Greg was so impacted by a story that someone told or why he had a special connection to a person until I read his essay. So it was right. very cool to like rediscover the podcast and all these interviews through the eyes of Greg as well. Uh, oh, I know. It was so, really cool. So, I mean, that it's so interesting. It's so you, so to, to a few of your points, um, you all were good enough to get us digital copies into our digital mm -hmm. hands so we could look through this. And we were talking before we recorded about just how interesting it was. And as Brad said, I think that's a really positive thing. And it, uh, so many things jump out about it. But just in response to what you you both just said, and especially you, Shelly, uh, three things really st stood out to me like right away. One is just the fact that Welcome to Dragon Talk, the book, is being published by a university press. I think that's beyond cool. And I I, I, I think it's interesting because it's not just going to be a, quote, popular book, although obviously we hope it sells like crazy. But because it's coming out with you of Iowa Press, it enters the pop culture studies lexicon. So, you know, I mean, people will do research that is inspired by this book like this. This is a thing. Um, and that's just so neat because, because yeah. you know, D and D and RPGs in general have kind of only scratched the surface, and that's just another aspect of humanity and learning and exploration that hasn't gone very far. And I just thought that was really cool. Like when I saw that the book was coming out, and then and then we got the PDF. I was like, I wonder who the publisher is. And then you see this university press, and it's like, well, that's unexpected, and that opens up hopefully just a whole new world of future books from you and and others, right? Who want to do that? Another thing that really stood out to me is, and you hinted at this, Shelley, your chapters 
back back and forth in terms of writing between mm -hmm. the two of you. Normally, you know, when people co-author, you, you're just writing together, right? You might be oh, yeah. splitting yep. the load, but but that was really interesting because then we get your voices mm. in each, right? And then there's just the third thing is just the sheer diversity of voices. Like, I mean, there's nothing narrow or linear about about these people, about these stories. They're just all over the place in the best way. Yeah. 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 I, I think that was, I don't think we really thought about that when we were doing the proposal for this, but I loved once we finally got to see some of the chapters that we were writing that it was like, oh, it actually feels like a podcast. It actually feels like I bringing my sensibilities to it, my storytelling to an interview. And then we get to hear Shelley's and her uh, aspects and what she found interesting about uh, a certain guest. To a point, we, we've talked about this a couple of times, but we used to have a lot more footnotes in there than is currently in there. And we <laughs> use those as jokes in between from each other, as if, you know, I was hearing Shelly talking on the podcast and I would think of a joke that would oh, respond yeah. to something she wrote and put in there. Some of those are still in there, but there was a lot more uh, to start with because we just made, we just started cracking each other up uh, on, on things that I knew that Shelly would laugh at if I put it in a footnote. <laughs> Which also felt yes. very podcast-like. A little too mm -hmm. insider joke, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, and I mean, to that point, though, I'm impressed at how quickly you guys got this out. I mean, if you started mm. this process in 2020 and it's going to publication at the end of 2022, that's fast. I don't know how you guys did that, especially because how many episodes have you had of Dragon Talk now? Almost. In like the high 300s, I think. Right. And, and every one of those, you talk to multiple people? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even yeah, know how you so. got through. Like, how did you make that decision <laughs> process early, seriously early on and narrow it so quickly? I mean, that, that's kind of an impressive feat. Yeah, that was the easy part. Wow. <laughs> Almost. The writing was the harder part. <laughs> let me, yeah, uh, well, let me and, ask too. Oh, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. I was just going to say, to be, I don't think we went and listened to all of our uh, library and picked from there. I think we, we remembered ones. Like we had, yeah. like, oh, okay. oh, I remember when we spoke to this person and that was really really cool and it touched me in this way and I think I can write about it with this angle and then we would go back and and re-listen to those interviews and then get more 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 okay. substance from it from there but no I think I think if, to your point Jason if we had listened to all yeah. of our backlog that would have oh taken a much longer uh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh process but luckily we had we had a few that we we knew we wanted to touch on just from from memory and how much okay. you know we how much we continue to talk about them you know weeks afterwards you both wow. you could kind of tell when you're both talking about this kind of how the oversimplification, the creative juices started going with this. And, and again, like Jason said, how quickly it, it as much as you, from the outside looking in, how quickly it came together. Um, what does it mean now? <clears throat> and again, now I'm, this is where I'm going to right turn and ask the question that, the, that should go at the end of the interview. How much did this kind of fuel your interest in potentially doing this again? Now, I know that this book hasn't come out yet, but in terms of doing something additional yeah, in the future. Really. You mean as far as like looking back at some of the other interviews that we did? Yeah, or you know, doing essays. It I sounds mean, to really me like you, you were real positive about it. So, have you thought about maybe yeah. continuing this? Obviously, beyond the podcast and just additional writing or anything. Oh, that's a cool idea. I don't know. Yeah, I think that would be really neat to to uh, take this concept and kind of expand it beyond just the people we have talked to and 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 talk through the different ways that D and D has happened. because it's something that we've always said is that it's a discipline that has so many other artistic inputs yeah. into it right like dungeons yeah. and dragons is not just a game it's not just performance it's not just writing and world building it's not just 
you know, the group storytelling or the group interactions. It's all those things to combined that make it what it is. And so, yeah, I would love to continue to talk through the different facets. And, and there's, you know, thousands of more folks out there that have we have yet to met, meet uh, that might have more interesting um, and, uh, other interesting stories we could tell. Well, I could, I could not to, we're interviewing you, but I'm going to tell a quick story is that um, when we started getting back into gaming, which was what, Jason, about six years ago, seven mm -hmm. years ago, maybe, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, one, there were, there were just a handful, I want to say two or three um, things that when I said to Jason, we should get back into it. Jason likes to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> even more than I did at that time. Yep. And one of them was yours. Listen to a lot of Dragon That Blood. spurred my, what's that? Yeah. And it spurred yeah. my interest back into DD, yeah. which I played as a young kid, but then stopped in my early teens just because of everything else that was going on. Mm -hmm. So two middle-aged guys with a lot less podcast talent than you both did, <laughs> you both have, um, yeah. started playing and then that. realizing why not, you know, we're, you know, why not have some people listen to our NNA and ramblings? And then we actually got people to, to sit and interview with us, Shelly, for example. And um, <laughs> all it takes is a couple suckers early on. And all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, it just falls falls the no, no, I, wanna, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being patronizing, but I, I really do <clears throat> believe that what you were doing mm -hmm. spurred both of us, which it, it, to be honest with you, I think, a couple of years back before that would have seemed impossible just wasn't on our radar mm. and i have to imagine um this and like jason said just the fact that it's you know it's coming out of a university press and showing how in many ways we're seeing this becoming mainstream mm -hmm. um, in many ways um will spur others interest in doing it as well yeah because i mean you guys have had some you're you're always you know making light of things in this really positive way, but you've had some mm. fairly serious topics or conversations on the podcast along the way, right? I mean, there yeah. are times when when it's so much more than just gaming or just D and D, and yet it it fits so well. And then you look at the book chapters. Yeah, there's a there's a chapter early in the book, um, and the title begins. Do you even lift, bro? Oh, yeah. And, and on like my first scroll through that, before I had a chance to sit down with it, I saw that I'm like, oh, this is not a typical D&D &D book where it's just a bunch of geekery, right? This mm. is, the, I mean, there's there's some serious stuff in these chapters. And I think that goes to, I think that's what you're saying, Brad. And I think that goes to, that goes to your point about why you even wrote this book. I mean, there are so many connections and there's so much benefit to be derived from these kinds of, of of interactions be they around the table real digital reading a book about it listening to a podcast about it with you guys it, it's kind of a remarkable thing and then to be picked up by a press like that where it can go out and people are going to read it and take it really seriously um that's pretty darn cool yeah uh that's been our kind of uh, underlying premise of, for the, the the podcast to begin with. It's always like I think when we start when we started doing it in earnest in, in 2015 when I started at Wizards, um, there was still the old idea of if someone plays Dungeons and Dragons, they are a certain type of way, yeah. right? And that was just you know throughout all my childhood growing up, it was always uh, looked down upon. And I think our just like as you said, like subtle positivity and also like yes. you know smirking positivity because mm -hmm. you know we we understand that there is 
you know, we're not we're self-deprecating enough to, to to keep that kind of thing going. But it has always been about showing that you can be a and d fan and also love musicals. You can be a and d fan and yep. also um, be a doctor who has, you know, wanting to get out the idea that uh, talking about suicide is something that should not be stigmatized in our right. in our world. And, right. and and you can have all of these facets of your life and all of them have come together. It doesn't have to be. Um, if you're a D&D fan, you are X. Like we wanted to show that entire breadth, and that has been something that, and, and you're right, I didn't even think about that, but once this book comes out and is seen by more people, it'll just continue that effect even more and more. Mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. Roll. Mm-hmm. Snowball, that's what it's not. Yeah, snowball. and with a broader it's audience. Snowball effect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I was thinking of Steamroller where you roll over on your friend. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to steamroll people. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a while. It's, 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 we're, you know, we're audio only, so the listeners can't see that Greg is like animating this as he's explaining. Yeah, I was it. moving back and forth, <laughs> like I was steamrolling you all. Now I'm just thinking how I'm going to implement it, it, how that I'm going to try that sometime tonight. I don't know. Sometime. That must have been a just dude not thing. with the chihuahua. Just not it with the chihuahua. It must have been though. a dude thing. You know what that, is happening? That wasn't my friends what? and I didn't steamroll each other. <laughs> I, I think, you know, Shelly, we all talked about this the first time you we were on almost a year ago. But if I've learned anything as a father of girls, it's that a lot of things I thought were normative, they're just dude things. <laughs> yeah, just all it is. really is. They, yeah, there's a lot of things. Um, Try serious... as we might to not be biased, but I... Steamrolling, yes. we now know. Steamrolling. Uh, you know. Dude thing, yep. Dutch dude ovens. Thing. I... Dude thing. Yeah. Interesting. Now where I thought this was going to My go. wife knew about it, but she had older brothers. So I think that was part oh, of it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She'd been inoculated. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm, and if you're, if, if either or both of you are, are comfortable divulging this, I'm curious if looking at the, at the chapters in the book, right. And, and, and the stories that you each recount from the interviews, are there any that, if just from that curated list, that really stand out to you or, or stood out to you while you were writing, either because of the impact like that had on you, um, or maybe maybe some of them were just especially difficult or glorious to write for some reason? I'm just kind of curious what for you stands out from among that short list. Greg, you want to go? <laughs> no, I was not. Oh, okay. Go. Right, you go first. <laughs> I, so I have a type for sure. Um, so I think one of the first ones I wrote was the one with Ethan Schoonover, who's the middle school teacher. He was teaching at uh, Lake Washington Middle School for Girls. Uh, mm-hmm, some, mm-hmm. I, I got the name wrong, but it's somewhere just in Seattle. Yeah. It's the middle school for girls, as yep. the name would imply. And it, they had a very robust dandy club at that middle school. Yeah. All girls. And I love that story so much. I love how excited these middle school girls got to be playing D&D. It's a small enough school where it ended up being like a third of the school was in this club. Well, these girls became dungeon masters. Once they left middle school, they went off to high school to start D&D clubs at high schools. There's a conversation that he recounted to us that I wrote about where one of the eighth graders upon graduation was, you know, getting a pep talk from some of the other girls and she, you know, about starting a D and D club. And they were like, it's okay. Like you're going to have to let boys in your club. Like, they're going to have to like, it's high school, man. Like there's going to be boys there. And they're yeah. like, Oh, I know. But they just had 
such a different middle school experience than most of of us girls had. Um, And I just, I love the idea of these friendships that, that they formed Yes. In in that, you know, kind of difficult time of, of a girl's life. But they're out there slaying monsters together and they're bonding together. And these are going to be things that that they're going to take with them for the rest of their lives. Like they were becoming they were empowered by playing Dungeons and Dragons at like yeah. a very formative time in their life. And and I just that will always stay with me, that type of thing. Anything that has to do with kids playing Dungeons and Dragons just gets me. Yeah. Very, very excited. And we have a a couple of stories. I probably brought this up maybe last year when we talked. You did. We, you I did. know we talked a little bit about girls and D and D. Dr. Megan Connell, she was also another one that came up. Um, definitely someone I wanted to write about because I find her incredibly inspiring. She also has a book coming out about she, she's been on in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've oh, had, great. And she's she's, she's wonderful. She's so good. And she's mm-hmm. done so much for, mm-hmm. you know, especially uh, young people mm-hmm. using Dungeons and Dragons as part of her therapeutic practice and really being yeah. kind of a pioneer in yes. that field of like mm-hmm. role playing mm-hmm. and therapy is not new. Dungeons and Dragons right. is new. And exactly. so she mm-hmm. has new ish. So she had seen a lot of success with running a group yep. for, again, tween mostly teen girls Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the impact was extremely powerful on those girls and they dungeons and dragons really helped them in in a way that you know for reasons why they were in this therapeutic practice to begin with they actually were learning and being empowered by dungeons and dragons by Mm -hmm. our little game and this is what you guys stuff that just blows me away yeah you talk about this stuff essentially every week Mm -hmm. that's like so above and beyond mm-hmm. just entertainment which it, it is and it should be and, and everybody right. should have fun right. when they're out there playing dungeons and dragons i'm not mm-hmm. saying like if you haven't discovered something profound about yourself you're playing it wrong no 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 it is a game and it mm-hmm. is entertaining and we do have a great time playing it mm-hmm. but it there are profound impacts that it mm-hmm. can make on people's lives and i think even if you're you don't realize it happening like if you're a 10 year old kid and you're just loving Dungeons and Dragons and like 20 years later, you're still a really avid reader and you yeah. can actually write some really great emails and you become a communications manager at a game company <laughs> like Greg Tito. I don't know. Like maybe, you know, there's skills that that were happening that you didn't even realize were happening, but nice. Dungeons and Dragons helped get you there. So totally. I, I could I could go on. But Greg, I know you have several good ones as well. Yeah, well, I've I've been, I mean, going through this list, I've been trying to make sure I highlight different ones when we're talking to different people. And I already mentioned uh, the one with uh, with Michael Mullen, uh, the DM. Um, yeah. He also uh, mentions a Stranger Things character pretty prominently in that episode. Uh, thank you, Dusty Buns. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't say it. Uh, but no, he mentions about his brother, his older brother, who is similar to. Um, the character Billy in in season two. It's season two of Stranger Things had just come okay. out when mm-hmm. we had talked to him, uh, and uh, unfortunately, he, he his older brother died by suicide. And mm-hmm. they had had this great time playing Dungeons and Dragons together as the older brother, and he was very formative and and uh, uh, had this moment. And then um, he wanted to come on, and be, he, he was very upfront. We we're like, we're this is 
hard for us to talk about. And he's like, that's the point is like, we want to understand how yeah. we can discuss these things in a way that isn't just sweeping it under the rug. Um, and he was very frank about how he, you know, talked to his brother a few days, uh, months before and could tell that he was hurting, but didn't yeah. know how to broach the topic or do the right thing. And he is a doctor, a psychiatrist who does this for his living and he could not help um, his brother battling uh, in, in these demons. And I thought I saw so much in that story, um, you know, that I related to that many in our community relate to. Um, that was re really important. And so I really wanted to, you know, to highlight that because it's, it, it is one of those ones that doesn't feel quite so uplifting, but at the same time, there's still a great message there, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. you get uh, so much community just by, you know, rolling dice with uh, the same group of people each week or every other week or whatever, however, mm -hmm. uh, scheduling allows us to, to be able to get together and, and, and play. Uh, and so I thought that was really important. And also I, I really love uh, that we have built up, um, a relationship and a rapport with Deborah Ann Wall over the course of the uh, several years that we have been uh, podcasting. She was someone who I loved in True Blood. Her character was uh, you know, one that both my, my wife and I really uh, were uh, amazed by and how it had the entire arc throughout that um, vampire series. And when we were trying to figure out like people who we wanted to uh, highlight playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, publicly. That was, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. concurrent with what Dungeons and Dragons, uh, what we were doing at Dragon Talk. Dungeons and Dragons also wanted to try to bring more live play with, with more recognizable names uh, yeah. from from people. So that's why, um, you know, we used sometimes Dragon Talk as a conduit to get to know people and and, and invite them into our uh, entertainment. Um, and when her name was was put forth, we're like, oh, but you know, she would never do it. We heard maybe. She she likes Dungeons and Dragons, but we don't we don't know if this will ever, you know, manifest itself in being a reality. And then it was and we were able to actually communicate with her. And and, and she's just such a good uh, uh, you know, proponent of everything, done, everything that we've been saying about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. She lives and breathes it and we don't even have to do any prompting. She can just she'll just be like, oh, yeah, everything about Dungeons and Dragons is fantastic. I love it for this. The reasons I you know, routinely run it for new people uh, that she meets in the entertainment industry. And she's got like a module in which she always kind of throws at new people that she's cool. you know always ready to to constantly proselytize about why this is so great but then also she's a she's an actress who you know ups and downs in in that uh yeah. profession um and she was very frank about that and how uh it related to the joy that she felt with dungeons and dragons i love that she was like you know dnd brings me joy each time and i don't know if i want to meld it with my professional life or not uh and and what that yeah. means and i thought that was a really kind of interesting moment for her to uh to, to you know speak very frankly with us about so that's that was another one that i just really love and, and you know to shelly's point about the having a type around uh, mm -hmm. uh helping kids like i certainly have a type for performers people who who are, are are bards or 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 has some kind of theatery kid background because that's such a big part of of my life mm -hmm. um especially when I was younger and how, you know, I got that camaraderie from drama school less uh, during um, uh, uh, my adolescence with Dungeons and Dragons than a lot of people yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had, you know, that, and I went back to D and D after I had that. So it was really nice to uh, always bring forth those people because I mean, they're uh, theater people. It just feels like we, we, we are able to kind of always communicate about something in a way that makes sense uh, and, and get it. So uh, so many like, like Omega Jones is one that always comes to mind when we're talking about bards and, and theater yeah. and, and, and being a, a musical theater person, um, as well as uh, the 
uh, trials and tribulations of being uh, mm -hmm. uh, who who they are within both the musical theater as well as in the D and D mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I we're we're saying a lot of positive things about uh, all of these people come together, but it hasn't always been positive for every yeah. single person. Yeah. And, and how we deal with that is just like the 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 growth of of this community. I think has mm -hmm. improved because of that acknowledgement and the willing to mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. uh, other people. Because the one analogy I always go back to is that a D and D group is made up of people from different backgrounds, different skills, different. Uh, uh, sensibilities. They might even have different morals if they're different alignments uh, uh, hanging out with each other. But we're all going for a common goal, usually, unless you're playing some kind of awful evil party, <laughs> which we also talk about with with Lauren Urban and how that fun that could be. But you know, we're always trying to to make the world a better place, yeah. uh, and and uh, that comes through in in the DNA of this book. I think. I think that's important, just because and. Jason and I have talked about this multiple times. I think we might have even mentioned it back, Shelley, when we talked to you originally, is that this community is very different. It's 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 in some ways a little bit this I, this is, I don't mean this to be negative, but insulated in some ways from the negativity that yeah, is right. so prevalent out there right now. Um, you can't watch, I hate to say it, but you can't watch TV or the news without something potentially pounding you in a way that could bring you down. Mm -hmm. um, and anytime I listen to and even when you like you're saying you're talking about tough subjects, um, there's a hope there, yeah, and a positivity mm -hmm. there that, honestly, being from the outside, starting to look at, I didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I and a potential that it does provide that. Yeah, it's a pathway. It's a mechanism, right? It's not just yeah. things can be better and good even in the moment, but here's literally how to do it. I'll give you a rule book, right, and just play. And allow yourself to have fun. I, I, I got to ask before, because we want to be mindful of your time. We know we're all we're all busy, but uh, without <laughs> without giving away, Skip, without giving leave, a, speak for yourself. I'm drinking after this. Remember? Oh well, I'm, so, I'm, he's got plenty I of time. I'm kidding. It was during I, this? No, yeah. no, no, no. This is not. I don't. No, 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 no. Is, no, Brad's the consummate water. professional, right? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> right. He drinks between sessions. No. Um. Uh. But seriously, <laughs> totally derailed. Um, without giving away like like actual people, looking at like the you know the four hundreds of Drake and talk in terms of the next couple of years coming up on the podcast, are there types of people? Are there arenas where you'd like to have discussions where you just haven't gotten to yet? Mm. That's a really good question. Yeah, I don't know uh, if there are. Um, groups, but I would say uh, there are certain uh, folks that we've we've always wanted to talk to. Sure. Um, you know, one of them is Stephen Colbert uh, as being a yeah. entertainer and a you know you know a bard in his own right, um, and a lover of uh, fantasy and D and D and Lord of the Rings. I would love to chat with him. I think he's got a busy schedule. I've heard. Uh, <laughs> taping i mean he does you know many more shows than the two of us uh or the four of us do uh so yeah uh, i would love to do that and as well i i mean we we, we do talk to um uh, steve hobbs uh who's the secretary of state of washington and uh super D, D nerdy guy love talking to him and i love that he is just as um you know politician-y as uh, yep, yep. You would expect someone who is a politician to be, while also being as D and D E as he could possibly be. Like I just, I didn't really put those two in my brain, um, mm -hmm. but he embodies it so well. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I would love to talk to more politicians. I, I honestly do think that 
just in order to make the world a better place, I think yeah, more people yeah. playing D and D uh, who are in uh, the business of governing and trying to find compromise and right. collaboration. Honestly, D and D is just a great tool for doing that, and I wish more people in power did that. And so, uh, I'd love to uh, talk to more, uh, you know, hopefully, encourage more uh, people in government to do that. That's cool. How about you, yeah. Shelley? Are there are there arenas you're interested in, or? I mean, I'm still, I still get very excited and inspired by people who work with kids <laughs> and D&D. So I'll keep those coming. <laughs> I am also very interested in just talking to people who are outside of the norm of what you think a D&D player looks like. I just am very excited about shining a light on the entire community and just making sure that people like me that maybe did not think there was a place for them in this hobby are so wrong and that they can actually you know see themselves yeah. in this community so yeah i love talking to people That's who cool. are newly discovered of dnd you know they mm -hmm. are just full of excitement and enthusiasm for for what they this game has taught them or brought to them i love those those types of conversations and i really like talking to dungeon masters uh the how to be a dm segment has been really inspiring to me and yeah, yeah. just learning about how people the different ways that people tell stories and how they bring uh people around the table together it's very it's really powerful that's really cool thank you so much both of yours for spending time with us is shelly again for putting up with us I we know we it's really becoming an annual it. event it, now it is, that so, is i think it is now an annual count on event. it i so uh, I, I mean, we no offense to any of the wonderful people who have wasted their time with us in this past year and a half, but <laughs> you have remained, uh, I mean, and Brad will tell you that this is true, you have remained one of our absolute favorite guests. And it's not just because oh. you were willing so early in the process, but it was just such a delightful, joyful talk. Just it like, really just was. Like tonight. I, I liked it too. And that is, I was very excited to get to, to chat with you again, but yeah, that was, well, thank you. Remains very um, close to my heart as well. That conversation. And you got Greg to join us. And yeah, we, we really after... appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very thank persuasive you. when it comes to yeah. Greg, got him to write a yeah. book with me. I got him to come on a podcast with me. Uh, going to steamroll <laughs> over this guy. Really soon. <laughs> yeah, right. There it is. Maybe I am a steamroller. A virtual, You're a steamroller. Steam steam right? right. right. Yeah, so instead much of, of this instead is true. Instead of a Rick roll, it's a steamroll. Oh, yes. oh. The Rick roll I can do. Now, yeah. now I have a picture of Dustin doing the Rick roll. No. And he looks oddly like Brad. On that note, we should probably close. Yeah, he's covering his camera. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm not. You have a year to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I think no in all fun in oh, all fun it yeah. was it was it was really a pleasure to have both of you on um I you know I've I've I'm not like Jason I'm willing to read anything that's put in front of me um, <laughs> that's that's rated PG or better um and I found it fascinating yeah. and I still am going to pick up oh the print version just because I love having the printed word in front of me story oh, for another day you. um yeah, so awesome. i would recommend everyone just and even if you're not necessarily a, a gamer and for some reason you yeah, actually listen matter. to us um mm -hmm. you know um go check out dragon talk yep on the podcast and 
Um, keep an eye out. When's the book coming out again? I just, Shelly, you mentioned it earlier. December on. 5th, but we have it on good authority that if you do pre-order it from yeah. University of Iowa Press's website, yeah. you could get it early. I think from anywhere, if you pre-order oh, wow. it, you might get it early. So That's very yeah. good news. Okay. Test out that theory. See what happens. We will. Yeah. We will. Thank you. Thank you both. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you. you very we much. really thank appreciate you. it. I love being able to talk about this in D&D. And of course, I hope, Brad, you'll be able to sing us out the never ending story. Uh... <laughs> I don't sing, but I have my horn and my guitar here. If you're willing to, <laughs> if you're willing to endure it, I'm willing to do it. Uh, oh, do it. Well, part of my well, soul. I'll leave that for died. your outro. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Thanks, guys. You're still outro. We'll do that. We really appreciate it. That was as cool as I expected it to be. It really was. Um, you know, and obviously both of us having our, our listeners to the podcast, it, it was taking that podcast and, and carrying it as visitors to other podcasts, I think is really cool to keep yeah. that vibe. And I yeah. really felt like we can't carry a torch to that, but you can, we could feel that vibe when we were talking with them. Um, <sighs> Oh, well, I mean, you know, you think of, of Brad, you think of the reason reasons we started this little podcast now a while ago and, you know, they were grounded in real life, but they were grounded because we just wanted a venue to hang out and talk about this stuff. But you take that up a real big notch and you have the work of Greg and Shelly, because I mean, as, as was clear from what we just heard with them, um, they see, they literally see D and D as a force for good in the world, a grossly underutilized force for good in the world. And the podcast, the book, and their other activities are largely about bringing that to a wider and wider audience. And that's pretty impressive. And I, again, like you said, I think you feel that vibe in what they say. And, and um, I'm going to make a little bit longer point and I'm going to background mm -hmm. a little bit what we had experienced in 2020 into 2021 and even as we continue to deal with the ramifications of the pandemic there was nothing there's nothing good about a pandemic no. there was nothing good about people getting sick and ending up with long-term issues or have or passing away from it mm -hmm. but one of the things i did notice obviously and we all notice and we've yep. talked about it mm -hmm. is this distance that we had to create for ourselves resulted in us as a society in our own ways, yeah. um, finding ways to connect. Yeah. And um, one of the cool things I thought, ignoring the terribleness of the pandemic as mm -hmm. much as, and I don't want to, that's a bad way of putting nope, it. You're not, but, but you're not minimizing it. Nope. Um, is how people found ways to be creative and connect and yes. do that with games. Yes. And especially with a game like D and D that is, um, and if you read the history of the different versions that are written by outside people, whether it's on Reddit yep, or other yep. forms, a lot of them talk about how D&D um, is really such a uh, bad way of saying it again, an open system and a way to be creative. Yeah. Yes. And it made it easier for you and I to start doing some gaming because then I could be a terrible DM as a starting DM. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um but it still was fun for us to do. And you'll hear us joke about yeah. that with your throwing axes and, right, because and my there's DM a ton, prerogative. A ton of source material and blatant approval and endorsement in the material. Do whatever the heck you want with this. Go go off-road 
it's all good. And they really, um, you know, I have copies of earlier editions. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you have, I think the first edition. I've got the AD&D. DMG. Yeah. When yeah. they re-released it. Yep. And I, and I knew of, I never played first or second, third or fourth edition. We really didn't start playing. I played the no, original red box D and D before yeah. AD and D. And then we yeah. jump back in the material they produce, you know, it's not just a, I yeah. look at like the older versions that again, no knock on them monster manual, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, gadgets and, you know, I'm just coming up. It's very standard names. Now they have, um, Tasha's cauldron of everything. Well, like you were saying to me right before we started recording that you've been reading the player's handbook and I quote for the first time is lit. Yeah. Right. And we've talked about this Mm -hmm. as RPG materials, literature, that's almost become like an underlying theme that comes up with us all the time, because obviously both of us have oversimplification and affinity for literature. Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to use material that we like in an area that's of interest to us as yeah. recreation, yeah, um, as literature, um, I always had kind of done that in one form or another. That's why I had a collection of RPG material yeah, that right. never was used, it was right. just read. Um, but I find that there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different um, RPGs out there, and we've talked with a lot of people yep. from them, yeah, um, that make good reading and. So- the D so, material like acquisitions incorporated. I oh, I, I, that is still, that is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. And, and really, the material it's just so is just read. a great read. It is. It's, it's so much read. fun. Okay. So speaking of a great read before we wander over to the GM corner, you well, have, we have the treasure. Yes. yes. You have a treasure so hunt. So the treasure should... hunt question. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, we don't have anyone on the, who can guess. Mm. Um, what is what is the answer to what got your attention? Um, not that anything else didn't, but what really caught your attention when we were talking and we talked to them about during the podcast? Honestly? Yeah, honestly. I was really surprised it's about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, that was not what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> and you know full well I wasn't what I wasn't going. I, nice I I continue to be rather taken by the fact that welcome to dragon talk the book is being published by a university press and that's the correct answer yep that i just think that is is so cool for multiple reasons let me let me ask you because obviously you are a professor you are uh you have a doctorate you are a writer um do you think there that a university press publishing like this offers yet another point on the idea that um, it's becoming more and more mainstream. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, like, like everyone heard in the interview chatting with, with Shelly and Greg, um, I think certainly the possibility is there. The fact that a university press is running this title suggests that um yes suggests that this is a topic of discussion and of inquiry that is coming to be seen as increasingly legitimate for study and you know we could we could have a whole discussion even an argument uh, certainly a debate about you know whether that even matters but 
but just the fact that well, let me that's happening. I, I think, I think the idea cool. of, of research and study, um, you know, in my opinion, not being in that field. I think there's legitimacy in, in doing that for anything. Um, yes. Agreed. You know, so, agreed. so I, I, you know, between you and I debating, there's no question about that as far as I know. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I interrupted no, that just because no. I, because I wanted it to be clear that you and I believe that, you know, in, in, I think very similar ways um, there's, there's good reason and need mm -hmm. to study everything. <laughs> absolutely everything right and i mean it's i love that you bring this up brad it's i have set to so many classes over the years there's no such thing as a question that can't be answered there's no such thing as a topic that can't be explored or studied no question is ever off limits instead the challenge is, do we have the technology to ask the question? Maybe that technology is a paper and pencil test. Maybe it's some kind of fancy you know, device in a particle collider. I mean, whatever it is and everything in between. Uh, answering, you know, answering questions about the cosmos is a matter of technology, not of the questions themselves. If we don't know how to ask the question, that's because we don't yet know how to ask the question. We'll we'll get there. And so like with, with Welcome to Dragon Talk, the book, um, the fact that it's being that it's been picked up by University Press is just neat because again, I think there's the potential to spur on greater inquiry. There are, to my knowledge, two or three academic journals that focus on RPGs. Um, and it's very, very niche. I mean, my research is pretty niche, but that stuff is really niche. Like, like I really had to go looking for them a while back. And um, you know, when you see when you see academic presses picking up books like this, uh, running them, that just kind of says to a much broader range of people, of readers, of 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 investigators, of scholars, hey, there's a way to get this out. And so that motivates more questions and more writing. I, I think that's great. No, and that's what I, I'm always fascinated to hear your take on it because I live outside that that world. Um, so I'm and I'm always fascinated, you know, this in all seriousness for me to get you're my window into it. Um, and the idea we you know, we have connections with folks out on Twitter and all that who yeah. are psychologists yep. who who, and we've talked with people about that yep. related to using RPGs as a, a yeah. therapeutic tool and whatnot. So, and I, obviously we all know there's creativity, there's organizational, mm -hmm. you know, I can think of myself, you know, having a master's in business, um, the ways that I could use RPGs, role-playing and things, analog type gaming yeah. as a tool in team building and anything else when so, you like like so you look at uh dr megan connell who's who you mentioned before who's been on our our podcast and she has she has the first ever book coming out on rpg based therapy yeah from an academic press not a university press but from a really Incredible, really significant academic press. I mean, this stuff is coming, right? It's only a matter of time until we can apply it to stuff like you were saying, like like business. I mean, come on, wouldn't a corporate workshop be a lot more interesting if you were slaying dragons than talking about mission and vision? Yeah, yeah. 
I can think of many ways on a daily basis where I feel like I have to slay a dragon and exactly. I end and I end up as a burnt cinder or so, or or play the bard. Yeah, which yeah. I which I still would. I know we want to we did a, a one shot with me as a bard, but um, that's no, still I, I my, meant in, in real you know, life. But yeah, no, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, you I've failed a, as a bard in real life. I'm I'm more I don't even know what I would consider myself. Look, I just a, I I every time I think of Vox Machina. Uh, uh yeah. I think of you as a bard. Yeah, that's well, unluckily for me, I don't have that type of skill set that in any of those yeah. areas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's truly role playing for me because it's like the exact opposite. Yes. So yeah, as we move to the to the GM <laughs> corner, um, I just I, I am interested looking in the window as you and I continue to talk about this over time and continue to see the evolution. Yeah. of role-playing games, cosplay, whatever it is, mm-hmm. as a tool to unite, as a yeah. tool for therapy, yeah. totally. as a tool to rebuild um, those those connections that we lost and, yeah. and are struggling to rebuild as part of the outset of mm-hmm. the pandemic, as mm-hmm. long as the pandemic stays away and we don't have this crazy XBB variant that everyone's talking about. Um so I think there is obviously just based off of reading the book and seeing the individual um, individuals that they talk with who have been guests on their show. And so profoundly affected by D&D. Yeah. And, and it's not a, you know, Greg talks about this, I believe, if I remember correctly, early on in the interview, it's not a game for the pocket protector, thick glass wearing crowd anymore. And it really though, never was. Though, though they're still welcome. Oh, sure. Everybody's yeah. well. I mean, well, but if but, they weren't yeah. welcome, you and I wouldn't be talking about this, is, this right? This is true. So, yeah, sorry. I, I, I jump back in just because I think the, the academic potential, and I did, oh, that was the other thing. I did allude to it. I didn't want it to come across too harshly is, you know, I wondered if they had additional material they didn't use that could potentially be like a second book. Um, Fingers crossed. And, you know, and, and obviously I didn't want to jump too far and, and minimize the importance of this book coming out. No, no, no. But having read it, I am anxious and ready for more. Yeah. Uh, should yeah. they decide to do that? Yeah. All right. So let's wander over to the GM corner. You kind of, a, you kind of um, mentioned the player's handbook stuff. So I'll come back to that. But what's been on your desk or what will be on your desk? Um. Uh, it's sort of on my desk. I, um, I am continuing, you and I have talked about this. I don't know if I brought this up in an episode. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I have been keeping my eye on Iron Sword Starforged. Just going to call it Starforged. Uh, I'm very intrigued by, I, I didn't come across it until, well after the Kickstarter campaign. Um, and so so I, I just I missed all of that. And uh so I've been following the updates. Uh I've discovered uh this week uh with gratitude that the uh the makers thank the maker have thank the maker. Thank the maker. Uh, I've discovered <laughs> that they have um that they've put out on their website a number of free PDFs that give you some tools, including some some cool world building stuff 
um what is it called here it's on my desk the truths workbook just just you know everyone knows how much you and i love world building and um i'm just very intrigued by this game it it's a far future sci-fi um kind of novel approach with with a really interesting dice mechanic we haven't talked dice mechanics lately but i was curious i I didn't want to go down a rabbit hole but i was going to ask you what what does the dice mechanic look like to you so okay i've got to do this by memory and i've only looked at a pdf a couple times but um so you have a d6 and 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 starforge people um if I get this wrong, I apologize. If you feel the need to send me a book to correct me for my education, I'll accept it. Uh, subtle. Um, nice. Yes. Um, nice, nice segue there. Thank you. So, uh, well, cause, no, because I'll, I'll come back to the mechanics in a sec. Because I really, I'm, I'm kind of chomping at the bit. I, I want. I'm waiting to for this book to become available. Um, I really, I, I really want to pick this up and read it. I think I want to play it too, but I really first want to read it. It looks so interesting, mechanics-wise. Okay, so Brad, this is interesting to me. Um, I'm ignoring a bunch of the other stuff, but the dice mechanic is clever. So you got a d6, and they've got two d10s, and you roll Ooh. the two d10s side by side, basically on a check, and if if when you you roll the d6 against the set difficult sorry you roll the d6 against the d10s if your d6 is comes out higher than either d10 it's essentially a weak success if your d6 comes out higher than both d10s so let's say you roll a six and each d10 is like a four and a five then it's a strong win uh there's a narrative element here yeah and it's just it's really um it's clever. It's efficient. I, as I've looked, as I've basically, as I've read their quick guide, um, I keep coming back to the, the Genesis narrative dice system where this is essentially going after the same thing, but in, um, in a simplified form in a much, in a little crunchier and much quicker form. Like I could see, I could see these roles being really kind of fast and fun. So that's, that's actually that's no that's as as it becomes available you know obviously i tend to follow your lead with books in many ways um says the guy who has it, already ordered it, two books and four other ones on sale today stop it actually there's one more <laughs> that i didn't mention that i forgot so Seven. um well we'll get to that but and then um, and then we, yeah we got free books today but that's that's coming up after the jam corner yeah that yeah. that's yeah, yeah. um What's on your desk? Well, I'll it, talk about, obviously oh. I said that um, I've been just for upcoming episodes. I needed to refresh myself. Like I said, I've been off yeah. the radar for a little while. Um, so I've been working through um, player's handbook and DM guide. I've also, you and I have talked about this on um, when we've text chatted and all that. Um, I've been reading um, the, resource documents the actual like you know in effect. yeah you've been sending me a bunch of links yeah yeah and so i've been reading the under the under material behind it and um just the SRDs. yeah yeah the srds mm-hmm. and um i've really with with no disrespect to other games and all that i've really had to kind of set them aside for the moment 
because of the stuff that's coming up in the next few episodes with us where we're going to mm-hmm. do some mm-hmm. duetting type of work. Mm-hmm. And I've really, as much as there's stuff that I want to read that's outside of the high fantasy realm, um, that's where I focus is right now. Yeah, so nice. I did order. It's um, arriving on Saturday. Um, we've talked about this book before real briefly, but the Game Master's book of Legendary Dragons. Yeah. And um, we're going to... Uh, be talking with with someone about that in the future but i ordered the book maybe and um another person that has fascinated me um for a while and i've talked about it a while is um matt david's books and i have a number of his smaller his thinner paperback about random tables and so on and i i just ordered i think you ordered it too but i just ordered and and actually read and basically one sitting uh his no his prep. his no prep rpg guide thank you yeah yeah i have it the no prep game master how i learned to stop worrying yeah. and love random tables um it's we haven't talked about that we, you and i haven't even talked about that really yet um no. but that's that's its own discussion which we will we, we we'd love to have him on the podcast if, if we can if we can get Dad, him, if you're um, out there we'd love to have you yeah guys. we have put, it, we, put him in the show notes jace maybe we can tag him there we go um yeah. Well, okay. So I think maybe so anything else on your desk? That and um, a lot on your desk. this would be, this is going to be interesting. These came up a couple times um, by uh, Silent Wave Press. Okay. And um, they have, it's a, it's a like three books, village maps for the game master, fantasy world maps for the game master and dungeon maps for the game master. Interesting. Um, very inexpensive little books. Um that have more material and i'm you know as part of world building i can't collect enough of those right so those were um inexpensive and then um just the books that you and i have talked about for future episodes but i want to go back just and mention real quick the other one that's been on my my desk that i still am fascinated by we had Mm -hmm. um gwen marshall on yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. ancestry and culture an alternative to race and in 5e it's such a good little read it 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 really is it really is and in the ideas we've talked about this before when she was on with us um i love the material absolutely love the material i probably won't be able to implement it in time for our um little gaming sessions we're going to be recording yeah but but Uh, come on wizards i mean dr gwen marshall she's already done the work Right. Yeah. Let's let's it's catch really, up. People. It, it is probably one of the coolest. I don't want to use the word add-on, but coolest change maybe to well in um, in a no in I mean in a good in a good way. It's it's yeah. it's one of the best third-party yes uh, uh, materials we've seen. That that and um yeah I'll just yes that um, of course now I just looked over and saw Midnight Legacy of Darkness on my shelf, which I haven't picked up in in months, and it's like oh no. Especially now that that the Rings of Power just ended for season one, it's like oh man. And um, I uh, I I got it, of course. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. talked about the Ring, um, and mm-hmm. I've also talked about Dune. Those are still sitting out there. <laughs> There's so much to cover. <laughs> but right now, right now, I I I my I had to. I had to find a way to focus myself. Otherwise what, I would, I would look like that guy in scanners that had his head explode. What you're so, saying is you can only buy seven books in one day. 
And yes, and ironically, as a side note to that, because oh, no. this will end up coming up, okay. um, we've always had this little humorous, not really wager bet. There's nothing, there's no wager, and you yeah. don't do betting, but to see which one of our spouses will actually listen to an episode or actually show up and speak a word yes. on our podcast. Yes. So what I have found is um, uh, I'm still thinking it might be your spouse that is more likely to show up than it. mine I but am. but luckily for me like today i mentioned to her i said we're going to talk about that one of the next episodes we're going to talk about something yeah. that you and i got in the mail today yeah and she goes oh yeah i know i'm going to listen to it and every time she does that she smiles because she knows i she knows because that's that just I'm, a bald-faced lie oh right? yeah that's that's yeah that's just a yeah yeah um yes. you know but one of these days We'll, we'll have one of these one days, of them say hi. Yeah. One of you these know. days we're going to trick both of our wives. I mean, we are going to invite them uh, oh, somehow onto the podcast. I'm just, I'm just thinking we're going to have to record the podcast using our phone yeah. um, without them knowing about it. And that might um, be illegal. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. It, it, no, not really. We're married. So there's a, there's, I think there's a, a legality to it all, but that being yeah. said, I'm going to stop talking because <laughs> yeah. I've been all over Be the map before today. anyone files that suit. Um, yeah. so everybody, uh, before we wrap for this episode, oh, looking, Oh, one, yes. one more thing. Oh, I'm really is. happy that you're back to do the outro because <laughs> it is a trademarked, uh, trademarked yeah. outro. I thought you did a very good job last week. Yeah, but I'm still happy that I can go on mute and I can let you wrap it up. So I go on mute. All right. So, um, uh, this episode here today uh is the first of approximately a stretch of five brad and i are going to be on a DD kick for a while we've we've been thinking about this for a long time we've been warning you all that this was eventually going to happen again just like in our first our first episodes um we uh we were honored our honor to have had shelly and greg on with us uh shelly again um, we are not done yet. We have some some pretty significant stuff coming up. But first, starting next week, uh, Brad has been pushing to get me to do this for months. And when I say months, I mean it's probably a good six months, maybe more like eight months. You've been on this, Brad, for a while. And are you talking was, about the gaming? Because I am. I'm, I'm furrowing I, my brow like I didn't know where you were going with this. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I, I am. Brad has been trying to convince me forever it seems to try our hand at a little actual play well let, let, let's so. clarify this because because i've talked about session zeros a lot yep yep um the gameplay piece we both know there are some phenomenal podcasts out there that do that yeah they really that's are. not gonna be our shit. but you've wanted to try it but i thought it would be humorous yeah. for yeah. our listeners all five of them Yep. To plus Jim and to actually, sorry, Jim, I made that's not, that's with great. Sandragon. Um, yeah, but <laughs> that, what's the engage? Um, is to, because it's just a duet, it's just you and I. Yep. Um, the humor we've had in a very poor, uneducated DM mm -hmm. and well, you as, as a, um, uniquely charactered, uh, elf that yeah. sounds like Ellen Rickman. It has to be. Um, yeah. You know, actually we're, bringing we're gonna, some of that to yeah. 
So next and, week, and so much is not so much the gameplay itself; it's the humor you're going to hear in us trying to do it. So let me yeah. So it. next week we're going to we're going to start some action. And it's, it, don't worry, people. This is a short term, short lived, non permanent thing. We've been talking about this for a while amongst ourselves. Next week we're going to do some actual play. We're going to, like Brad said, we're going to do a session zero. And then um, the plan is we're going to do a a couple couple episodes of just briefly working ourselves, if not through, then into a duet-based adventure with Brad as our fearless and constantly underselling himself GM, who does a great job, especially with the world building. Man, wait until you see. And then me, uh, with Brad's guidance and help, creating a new PC, uh, so to speak, live, on radio. So this will be a test for us and we hope not a test for all of you. Well, let, let's just clarify. If next if the next episode is an interview with someone, you'll know that it was an epic failure for us to record it. Right. So, so I guess stay tuned for next week. Yeah. And as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Let's continue to uh to use all these these wonderful very games for better at home and in the world. Be well, stay well. We will see you next week.